Welcome to episode five of Pixelogic Saturday Standup. On this podcast, we dive into a lot of topics around programming live streams, the life of software engineers, personal development in the tech community, and much more. In today's episode, we will be talking with Matt, a moderator of the Pixelogic Dev Twitch channel, about imposter syndrome in the tech community. He's going to be giving us some really great nuggets of wisdom to help overcome this syndrome. Pixelogic Saturday Standup is recorded live on Twitch. We want you to be part of the next recording. All you need to do is head over to twitch.tv forward slash pixelogicdev every other Saturday at 11 a.m. PST to be part of the fun and get your questions answered live on stream. Thanks for tuning in to today's standup and let's go ahead and get started. Matt! How we do? How we do? <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, oh yeah, there we go. Uh, let's let's try this. How do? I'll do. It's 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 all right. It's not really getting it's, there. It's, yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, Cloud oh, will be able to oh. chip in with her verdict, but yeah. you're getting better. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm British. I don't I don't pump too much emotion into. <laughs> I'll do. I'll I'll do. My soul's maybe not that that sad yet. Maybe yeah. one day. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be beaten down a couple of times. And then you, <laughs> uh, you are not wrong. Yes. Matt, dude, thanks for being here. Awesome to have you. Hey, welcome to the me. podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So welcome back to the to the podcast, dudes. Awesome to have you to talk about um, uh, imposter syndrome in tech here. So yeah, you know, you know the drill. At the start of every podcast stream, we always love to ask some quick fire questions. So I got five for you. Are you ready? Go on, man. Sling them my way. <laughs> <laughs> Sling them my way. I like it. Okay. First question for you. If you had to choose the best keyboard switch, what would it be? Um, I'd have to assess some tangerines. Tangerines. Mm. Okay. Is is there a reason why compared to I've actually never heard of tangerine switches before. Uh yeah, I'm not gonna get too geeky into that because <laughs> that could be <laughs> an old, a whole nother podcast. But yes. Um just like the feel, just like the tactility of them. That's a word okay. that I've, I've okay. actually said once. Tactility. <laughs> don't know whether is it's that, a real word we, or not. <laughs> can we get a check in the, the, the dictionary for tactility? <laughs> <laughs> report back please thank you um, okay next question <laughs> <laughs> it's a matism yes i love it all right next one for you dogs or cats dogs I'll be... yes yeah yes are we gonna have a special guest on the podcast today potentially um no she's got face on today she's um she's been locked outside most of the day so she she's not my um... friend <laughs> oh okay all right <laughs> Well, that, that does make sense. All right. This one is a very important question because it just is really important in this, this day and age. RTX 3080 or 3090? Uh, 3090? Because bigger <laughs> is always better, I suppose. <laughs> okay. The question is, can you actually fit it into a case, into a proper uh, case right now? Yeah. Uh, I'm not not on one of mine, no. But, uh, <laughs> it depends. I suppose you could build a custom one. Okay, all right. 
Bigger is always better. Yes. Hey, Roars, what's up? Nice to see you. That is true. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Coffee or tea is the next one. Coffee. Coffee, 100%. Do you take your coffee black or do you add some like cream and sugar and such? Uh, no, black. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to get solely into black coffee. I think I did it for like a month. And then, I don't know, at some point I just missed this kind of creamy flavor of, I use oat milk now with some cinnamon. Mm. It's very good. So, yeah. See, that's a bit too sweet for me. I like it bitter like myself. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like it bitter like myself. Man, we have a lot of great quotes of the day today. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. And the final one, we ask this to everyone. What is the best programming language ever created? I'm going to have to say uh, Ruby. Uh, Ruby? You asked me this last time and I said Ruby. Uh, yeah, and I feel like I said I, I had the same reaction. Ruby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Can you, all right, for people who weren't here during the Meet the Mod stream, can you tell us why you think Ruby is the best programming language? Um, I think not, probably nothing technical. It's probably more hmm. that was the first real language that, I felt like I'd become a programmer once I'd mastered that, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, totally. I don't know. That's the first language I really understood and really mm. got. So I think it'll always hold a nice place in my heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I totally get you. I, I don't know if this is very different from programming, but so, you know, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater re remaster came out a few few weeks back. And it's out for like Xbox, PlayStation, PC, whatever. But I couldn't get myself to buy it on any other platform other than PlayStation. And it's because it was like the first thing that I used to play that game. And so I feel like that's kind of the same sort of intersection of what you're saying in regards to programming. It's like, it's the special place in my heart and I would never let it go any other way. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, that was that was our quick fire questions. Thanks for those uh, yeah, I always like to get a little bit more info on you on some kind of odd questions. So glad glad to hear about Ruby and uh, bigger is better with the 3090. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So Matt, before we get into the main topic of uh, imposter syndrome in tech, I want to know a little bit more about you. And I know, again, we talked about this probably a little bit on the Meet the Mods podcast. But now is your time to shine. I want all the dirty details. I want a TLDR about you, how you got started, where you currently are. Um, yeah, any anything along those lines. Right. So it all started, what, 32 years ago? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> all right, maybe, maybe not that. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it was, yeah, 32 years ago. I forget my age now, but... <laughs> oh, um, would, yeah. No, uh, so I've been uh developing professionally for i think 12 years uh mm. somewhere around I, it becomes a after five it all just become merges into one but um, definitely i i first started out as a c-sharp developer um straight out of uni got a a job in a um a digital agency uh, creating business to uh, B2C sites and business to business sites. Mm. Um, and 
basically started uh, was there for what two years and um i i got made redundant at that position uh which yeah. made me quickly start clambering for another job um which i ended up um being a developer on uh ipad apps uh well an ipad a singular enterprise ipad app for a mobile yeah. cash and carry uh system uh they needed to basically make uh yeah a point of sales app and be able to sell products so yeah, yeah. that was me for a good couple of years and then I, I fell back into the agency life um and up until must have been about a year and a half now. Um, and then I've decided I, a year and a half ago, um, I I got a bit of some mental issues, um, uh, personal, like basically, um, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say depression, but all, along those lines. And sure, sure. Um, it made me really take note of myself and what I wanted to achieve in terms of, programming and my career and that's when i realized i want to uh, make apps for good basically do make yeah products that actually help people and um can cater for stuff and that's where i am now working at a company called hma digital uh, where we develop applications and websites for science and technology and health um so we we make applications for example one of our biggest ones is called calm harm which we yeah. we in partnership with another company which helps prevent um self-harming and uh we work we we've worked with other clients such as uh teenage cancer trust here in the uk which uh, again yeah. uh, helps um teenagers with cancer um so yeah, it's now I'm on this this journey of uh, basically self, not self gratification. That's probably the wrong word. Uh, basically, stuff sure. to make me uh, to better people to also make me feel a bit more wholesome in what I'm doing day to day because that's yeah. what I really got into programming for is to basically make stuff that benefit other people. So, yeah, that was that was awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that with all of us. The uh... Yeah, actually, there's a lot of things I didn't realize that you've done. So I'm going to step back a little bit because I had a couple of questions for you. Um, so first of all, when you were working on uh, some or when you were first starting off in your C-sharp journey uh, or like you're kind of out of university feeling, did you feel like you were really prepared as soon as you mm-hmm. left college? You're like, hey, I am I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm going to be the best developer in this place. No, Um that's uh, i suppose it leads on today's topic yeah you yeah. you realize that you you don't uh, university doesn't really teach you um so much how to program in a language that all comes yeah. with uh, i'd say working professionally to personally to me um yeah yeah in a sense of uni gets you the fundamentals uh, and you don't start learning really until you work in a professional environment. Totally. Yeah, no, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I, I know in other podcasts, we have talked a lot about school. I have a feeling that will probably come up again. Um, <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially like in your first, 
your first job kind of understanding um, what you're, you know, you need to do and, and how this, you know, new learnings of school helped you get to where you are. But I'm actually really curious about the, um, the iPad platform stuff you're working on. So uh, I know we've, I think we've talked a little bit about this offline, um, but did, did you do mostly like Objective C stuff at that time? Um, what, what was it exactly that you were making? Yeah, so um, this was way before Swift. I I think was even yeah a thing. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I came on um, to initially help with the C sharp, um, the C sharp side of uh, the back end system. Um, yeah. But uh, the my manager at the time saw how enthusiastic I were about just basically learning any language I could and learning new things yeah. that I, I ended up uh, being part of um, the actually iPad, uh, the actual iPad app. And yeah. it, it was, I, I, I must admit, it's probably not the best code uh, what, what I've ever done or will ever do. It's probably some <laughs> of the worst. <laughs> but um, The real question is when is it ever good, right? Yeah, well, yes, there, there is that. <laughs> but um, I did find, because it, I think the fact that it was an enterprise app as well allow, allowed us to cut mm. a lot of corners and um, do stuff what necessarily wouldn't have met the Apple guidelines. So uh, I could do yeah. a lot of rough and ready code. Um, I think at the time as well, we had to work with uh, Bluetooth receipt printers and try and communicate with stuff like that. Oh, so we cool. were doing nice. Yeah, it was a lot of uh, trial and error and stuff like that. And if you probably sure. tell me to sure. do a, uh, a an Objective C app from scratch today, I probably wouldn't be able to do one uh, with the knowledge of no I've got. But <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sponge says petition to rename Rough and Ready to Groovy esque. I dislike you very much right now. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a point, though. (laughs) Hey, all right. None of that. All right. This is a groovy free stream today. (laughs) Um, No, but thanks for sharing. I Yeah, the Bluetooth printer stuff sounds awesome, honestly. But I'm kind of was just curious about this buildup of stuff. um, Because so you said you had around like 12, 15 years of experience in, in programming, right? And so... And you mentioned at the very beginning how, hey, after five years, it's kind of all just a blur. Um, and I think that speaks a lot to the fact that you never truly, uh, you can get really, really good at one thing, but you never truly know everything about something. Um, yeah. And I think that, again, like really ties into what we're going to talk about a bit in a bit. Um, it's okay not to know everything because you'll never will know everything about this, this field for sure. And if you do, you're um, in the wrong field. Yep. Yep. Or if you do call me, I would like to hire you. (laughs) Um, Awesome, man. Well, thank you for that TLDR. Uh, That's freaking awesome. Uh, The next thing I wanted to ask you about was, so you've been in the tech community for a while. What, what do you like the most about the culture in the tech community? Like what's the best thing that you've seen? What really drew you to this culture? Um, this is uh, this is the one question that I've been struggling to truly answer. I think there's a lot yeah. of good as well as a lot of bad, but um, I think the for me 
at the good is yeah. when you find, especially in tech, when you find a good like community, for example, Pixelogic Dev. Um, it, Thank you. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's well really helpful, and um, I know it's quite cliche, but it's quite a family esque style yeah. like um, friendships. Uh, for example, I found. <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen roses. It's it's okay. I saw it. We saw it at the same time. (laughs) Um, But in all seriousness, um, what I I I think it must show something because what what, about six months now? I've I've been part of the community, and um, you guys really helped me through um, the struggles I was having from working from home. And stuff like that yeah. mentally. It, uh, I've never, I've never really worked from home, and um, as I said, this community really helped me still feel sort of like an office community in that sense, yeah. like with the streams and totally. then the general chit chat. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's definitely one thing I do like about um, like the tech community is once you yeah. find that home, it's it's very much like a home. Definitely. No, that's, that was beautifully said, man. And it's really great to hear that you've, you found a home in our community too. Um, I like, I think you and I have very similar thoughts on the community, um, in regards to just like you're, you know, you find a space, pace, space or place, <laughs> space, place, and the space place, uh, <laughs> where, where you really just truly fit in. Right. And, um, and it's not even that, right? It's people have like-minded thoughts. People are like-minded with you. And that's really, really motivating to see. Uh, so kind of off of that, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about uh, in your professional life. Uh, do you feel like you've you've been in environments that are a good culture fit for you? Because uh, culture fit is a big is a big thing in companies, right? Um like how how have you felt? I, I think right now you're probably at a really good culture fit point. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, um, generally, I, I, I've I've felt quite um, I fitted quite well into the places I've worked uh, from yeah. the get go. Part uh, bar the um, the the time when I was doing the iPad app, that was very much um, I was working in a uh, office where there was only basically two IT guys, um, yeah. so that was quite. A, I'm as much as an introvert I am. I'm quite a social person in that sense of I like to be around other people, just to not necessarily to talk to them, just to have one to be a nosy bugger, but one well, uh, <laughs> the other is just to have that background noise, that just that yeah place where if i do want to talk i can bounce ideas off and stuff like that so as a cult um where i am now i I feel like um that i've i've got sort of the best of both worlds now so i've got like this uh, community here to bounce stuff off and talk with and also um my work now are doing everything they physically can to help ease the issues we've all had from working from home. So we've also yeah. got um, uh, the bosses there trying to do all they can to make sure 
the office environment we all grew to love there is still yeah. somewhat present as best as it can be while we work from home as well. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel like um, culturally and stuff like that, I do fit quite well now. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's, that's really good to hear. I know for anyone right now who is also working from home, um, I've, I've found that same deal uh, with, with my team at work. It's like, you know, you, you've been in an office for so long and then all of a sudden you're kind of ripped away from that. And the only way to properly communicate with someone, you know, face to face is through another computer, another screen. Uh, and one thing that I've been really trying to figure out is how, how can we still do that, have that same communication, but not necessarily always be in front of a screen? Uh, because that it's, there are uh, studies out there that have actually shown that you, it's more taxing mentally to pay attention to meetings when you're looking at a screen, um, because you have to, you can don't see the proper cues that you would when you're in real person, you know, face to face with someone. Um, and I, I think that attributes a lot to a lot of mental health things that can happen as well as just the overall, how tired you are at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, well, um, it's, I suppose it's it's not just that as well. It's like, for example, how much working remotely, how much effort there's got to be for uh, reaching out to just discuss something what may only take two minutes to discuss. So yeah. you then, you well, I do personally start thinking to myself, yeah. do I really want to be messaging this person and disrupting them or... Mm. Um, sending, uh, like asking for a video call because, again, in an office environment, you can usually tell yeah. when somebody's free to, uh, who will be free to talk. Or, yeah, uh, again, you've got those visual indications like, have they got their headphones on? Do they look like they're in uh, engaged in something? Um, there's no, yeah. there's no just getting up to make a cuppa to then just shoot an idea across or anything like that so yes there's definitely uh, some a lot of difference yeah no i I, that makes a lot of sense um it's it's crazy and i I feel like we could always talk about uh i think well after we kind of go to a new normal here in our world uh there's gonna be a lot of talks around how to properly handle situations like this so this will definitely have to be another thing that we probably hop on and talk about because it could be You'll be a very long talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so Sponge in chat says, have you seen those situations where companies uh, want open video calls like virtual offices? Uh, have you seen that on your end, Matt? Um, not necessarily because um, I think one of the things, um, having something like that, I can feel, especially from home, can feel quite, um invasive um because on the flip side of everything i've just said one benefit of working from home is you've got that privacy when you need it so yeah um i've not seen it myself i know people are trying to push for it but i don't necessarily feel like it's probably going to be a great fit i think it's probably going to be like the whole um open office situation what we had a couple of years back where everybody and everybody wanted uh open ho- open offices without uh yeah private meeting yep. rooms or anything like that so um and we know yeah. that people are going uh, reverting on that now so 
<laughs> yeah, I guess it it's at the end of the day, no one you can't please everyone. Um no. I personally prefer the open office space in in like our our type of work, right? I think it's fun to just kind of get up and be like, hey, what are you doing? And just go in and chat with someone. But I know a lot of people are like, I hate wearing headphones all day because I can't focus because there's people always chatting around me. Hmm. Um, you know, and it again, it depends on you, I guess. But yeah, I think it's that's a really interesting point you brought up. Um Awesome, man. Well, that's that's cool. That's uh, I think some great points to get us started with our main topic for today, which is again imposter syndrome in tech. So, to start off, in case anyone here who actually doesn't know what imposter syndrome is, Matt, would you be able to give us a quick description of what you believe imposter syndrome is? Um, yeah, I can try. <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, imposter syndrome is feeling uh, that you don't belong where you what you're currently doing. You've got here uh, by a wing and a prayer. Um, you mm. don't know what you're actually doing, and um, then feeling uh, basically feeling like you're going to get caught out at any moment. Um, yeah. And uh, for the most part, it's all that's all in your head. So. Yeah, that's that's how I'd say imposter syndrome is. Okay. Yeah, I I think I'd agree with you pretty on point with that. The one thing um, I would probably add to that is, to me, imposter syndrome has always been, uh, I like, well, I like how you said it, a wing and a prayer, how you got somewhere. Um, but more along the lines of, you never feel like you're actually good enough to do what you're currently doing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? There is that so, as well. You're in this role of, you know, maybe a software engineer or, you know, maybe even like product manager or something like that. And again, like this can apply outside of tech, but, you know, you're, you're kind of there trying to be like, man, do I really know what I'm doing here? Do I actually feel confident enough to complete this or, or take on this task? Um, and I, I agree with you. I think it's definitely a very mental thing most of the time. Uh, we don't give ourselves enough credit sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Well, to be honest, uh, I've I've had imposter syndrome about this very podcast and this very topic. So it, it oh it's, wow, there it's always go. there. I mean, I definitely don't feel, and I still don't feel like I'm really um, a fountain of a source of truth. Sorry, on this. Um, sure. Sorry, I'm completely butchering <laughs> that. No, but, it's, that's um, perfect. <laughs> as I say. I don't feel like um, what I'm saying today is the source of truth or anything like that. Mm. It's um, and there'll be people who can better say what imposter syndrome is and how to solve it. Um, sure, but it's coming to realize, like for example, with me with imposter syndrome, you've got to just realize you don't know everything, and yeah. um, if you again, I'm, I sort of mentioned it earlier. If you do you're in the yeah. wrong industry. You should always be learning. And I feel like in some situations, imposter syndrome can be a good thing if you can mentally retrain your brain to look at it that way. Um, mm. But yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think those are some really good thoughts. So one thing that sticks out to me um, is how you're saying, you know, uh, you don't feel like you're a source of knowledge for this or, you know, the, 
the maybe the best person to ask about this sort of um, topic. But I do think uh, you definitely are one of those people because you're passionate about it, and so you're more you're more open to talking about it to. Um, giving some more real life experiences and and sure you can find studies and talk to maybe people who have actually done research and things on this type of stuff. But um, I think it's just as helpful to have a real world experience from someone. Um, and yeah, you know, and like I too suffer from imposter syndrome and I, I think everyone here probably to some extent suffers from imposter syndrome. So it's always a good thing to talk about. Um, and that actually leads in perfectly to the next question I had, which was, have you experienced imposter syndrome? And uh, is there is there kind of like a uh, a point that you would you would be open to sharing about like where it really affected you, uh, where or you really felt like, wow, like I I really have this imposter syndrome, and then you kind of uh, realize it and were, were able to turn that around. Yeah. Um, I- I've had, I, I would say, imposter syndrome on every job I've had, uh, including the one currently. And I, I still frequently do get that imposter syndrome because, mm. um, well, I had it when I first started um, working professionally. You think to yourself that you're just no good for this because everybody else around you, other juniors, seniors, are yeah. um, all at different levels. And you feel like you're always at the bottom of that ladder. And, um, but yes, I've definitely felt it. And I think, um, I think the worst I've have ever had it was in my previous job, which, um, which that compared to another topic that could be uh, another podcast in its own burnout (laughs) Um, beautiful <laughs> is yeah um pair that with burnout and uh, mm. stuff like that i i wholeheartedly think that's what led to um my mental my mental issues i had uh back yeah. then um because not seeing the signs and just letting it just mill over in back of my head it just yeah. turned into something evil and um yeah put me down a dark path uh but that being said that was also the time where i did i then realized what was causing it and um i i found the root cause which was i personally wasn't happy in myself in terms of what work i was doing at the time again business to business business to clients just those sort of stuff and i um and it was that realization that made me think, yes, I need to do more work where I'm helping others and I can feel fulfilled that I'm um, quite selfishly, I feel fulfilled because I'm of the work I'm doing and that realization and and then taking those steps to do it. um, Because to be honest, I, at that time I ended in my notice before even securing another job. It it was at that point where I need, I know I needed that push because again, yeah. I was in that hole of, well, it's going to get better. I'll just stay away. It's going to get better next week. Oh, it's going to yeah. get better. It never will. Once you hit that point, 
you've got yeah you've got to realize it and then take steps to to change it and yeah that's what that's where I, I where I think where the imposter syndrome hit me the hardest because I literally did feel lack of fraud um that I didn't know anything in terms of programming yeah. and uh yeah I I suppose I, I, I again I still do that now like for example <laughs> the odd streams I've done um yeah I don't I don't stream that often and when I do I'm sat as a nervous wreck just before starting it because you think to yourself, well, there's going to be all these better programmers um, mm. watching me and then they're just going to think, well, what's the, what's he, he's not even a programmer, blah, blah, blah. He's, look at him. And you've just got mm. to realise, yeah, there is going to be better people. Heck, learn yeah. from them or uh, just ignore them and carry on your journey of learning. That's yeah. that's it. Um, I think one of the the things what helped me as well with imposter syndrome is, especially in a work environment, is if you feel like you are really doing that bad of a job, yeah, why have you not been flagged for it? That mm. was one of the reasons for me. If you're working in a business, your managers and business, uh, the business owners, if they're worth the salt, yeah. they will let you know constructively where you need to improve and what stuff like that. And if they're not saying that to you, then you've got to realize they are, um, that you're not as bad as you think. You've just got, you've got to take, uh, I forgot the word, but you, if somebody's not telling you you're doing bad, um, and it is a good company you're working for, you're not doing bad. You're doing probably the op- the opposite. You're probably doing really well. Yeah. I think, man, there's a lot of really good stuff there. Um, yeah, the I agree with you a lot. I, I, I find that to be a really interesting point of sometimes you're not really, like you think you're doing bad, but you're actually not. <laughs> You know, you're actually doing great. Um, and for some reason, your mind just plays these tricks on you. That's like, well, you did this one thing that one time. So you must be doing pretty bad or you might not be, you know, fulfilling it or, you know, depending on life situations, like things can be happening um, that kind of skew that, put that cloud over you. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense uh, with that. And thanks for thanks for sharing that. Um, I I think on a personal level, too. Uh, I totally have experienced imposter syndrome. I still do, though. I do think it is definitely much better than it was probably about a year ago. I remember when I started at Microsoft, um, I was kind of in this role and I'm like, what, what am I doing here? Uh, and then I, you know, started on this new team, uh, with Xbox and I was really out of my comfort zone. I was like, all right, I'm confident that I can learn things, but I feel like I don't know anything that I'm doing right now. Um, you know, and that one big thing for me was I hated asking people questions. I'm like, oh, you know why I should know this. Like, it's okay. How, how can I do this one for loop in C sharp properly that, you know, is whatever, right? Something like that. Even though I've never touched C sharp in my life, you know, I felt like I should know it. Uh, and so that for a while actually kind of, I think made my, uh, 
it made my growth stumped because you're not able to properly grow by getting feedback and information from other people. So to fix that, I started actually setting time limits for myself saying, hey, I'm going to spend 30 minutes on this thing, depending on what it was. If I can't figure it out, I know exactly who to contact. And then that evolved into, hey, let me have uh, like mentoring meetings with my team. So I, a couple of teammates I have, I'd ask them if we can have like a monthly sync on, hey, here's some tech topic I would like to talk about. And I would love feedback from you on my work. Like, what can I improve on? What can I get better on? Um, and as I started having those and people are like, I mean, I think you're doing great. I think you've done this. You can improve on this by maybe, you know, practicing it a little more. But overall, you've done great. I've been like, whoa, cool. Like, <laughs> I didn't think I was doing that good, but it's cool to hear that you think that I'm doing well. Um, so I, yeah, just, you know, perspective from how to also improve on that too, I think is really important. Um, and one thing I wanted to call out real quick, Sponge in chat said, yeah, I think it's important uh, to share for people to share their side of, of things as well because everyone does experience this stuff as well. And it's good to know that there's other people out there in the world that are feeling the same way as you. Um, yeah. So definitely. I, I think one thing as well, uh, I think you, you sort of touched on as well, when you've got feel like um, imposter syndrome, uh, well, not necessarily yeah. imposter syndrome, but when you feel like you, sh you should know something so simple and yeah. you've set your time limit for it, Yes, somebody might not be available to talk to, but also just step away and, oh, if it's a personal project, put it down for the night because when yeah. you're at that point, you're going to be doing more damage and probably end up with worse code for it. Worse, worse code for it. <laughs> oh, no. Worse code. Can we get a dictionary in here, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and one of the benefits, I think, of stuff like that, especially in a personal project, you know, our community on Discord, um, you know, when people have problems or they get stuck, it's really cool just to kind of be like, all right, well, let me just post this here. Maybe there's someone out there who's smarter than me that can give me more insight on what I want to improve on, uh, which I think is something really cool about a community like this, uh, which goes back to the culture stuff. Um yeah, Matt, one thing I wanted to ask you about that you touched on when you were talking about imposter syndrome was burnout. Can you give a quick definition of what burnout is in case people uh, don't know what that is? Um, it's, well, for me, um, it's yeah. when you completely, uh, you don't like what you're doing. Um, mm. It feels like a chore to do everything, uh, for, to do what you got into, uh, basically like, for example, for me, programming was a hobby. And when yeah. it stopped feeling like a hobby and more like a chore, um, um, that that was a burnout a burnout moment for myself. But you can also yeah. just get it where um, you just have too many mental blocks or you, you're just too stressed. Mm -hmm. And then it just builds up to breaking point and bang, you, you've hit burnout and you're not yeah. producing good code you're not liking what you're doing you you if you ever have that thought of i want to jack it in and just flip burgers at mcdonald's and stuff like that yeah that is definitely the sign of you're hitting burnout to me anyway yeah yeah no it's i think that's a pretty good good thought and i 
it's going to be different for everyone. Um, but I thought, you know, it's something that would make sense to, to touch on because burnout is definitely something that can contribute to imposter syndrome. Right. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, that's great. Uh, and that's definitely as, at least in the tech community, that's one thing to really look out for. Uh, and especially right now, if any of you are also working from home, um, you're probably working a lot more than you used to. <laughs> And you probably will as you work from home until you understand, you know, your, your proper schedule and things like that. So be aware yeah, of that. That That's one thing. Um, and you, this, I sort you get, suppose you sort of get imposter syndrome or guilt from it as well. Is you've got yeah. to realize, go and take a coffee break and spend five minutes making a coffee and looking outside and stuff like totally. that. Because if you think about it, working in an office environment, you'd be stopping for chats. You'd be getting, getting up yeah. to go to the loo, get make, get a glass of water, make a coffee. Right. right. You, you have a lot, working in an office environment, you have a lot more breaks than you actually realize you do. And yes. You, and again, your bosses know that as well. So you don't have to feel guilty for taking those. Um, yeah. So um, that's something you need. Uh, people need to realize as well. We work like coming from an office environment to working from home is taking yeah. those breaks. One of the other things I've realized is get a new hobby outside of tech. Shut the screen sure. down and do something else. So, for example, yeah. uh, you've probably seen me on uh, on the Discord making keyboard i mean that's still technology but i'm not actually looking at a screen i'm building yeah. keyboards i yeah. actually do uh leather crafting so i make wallets and yeah, nice. stuff like that and i've just bought a new camper van to convert well a van to convert into a camper van yeah um, all these different hobbies as some people may see them as time waste or whatever but no it's yeah. it's given me time to take stock of what I've been doing. Uh, many times I've been working on um, on a wallet and then realizing, oh wait a minute, that's how to solve the problem, and then yeah, thus um, stopping me start being eaten up by a bug that I've I've had, and then which leads on to. Yeah doubting yourself, your capabilities and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's some really good points too. Like the, the whole point of, uh, or one of the big things around this is you get a lot of inspiration and focus when you do things that are not what you're working on. Um, so for me, one big thing I like to do to prevent burnout and stuff like that is I just, I love playing music. Sometimes I'll pick up my guitar. I just will come up with something. I grab my laptop and I record it and it's like, cool, maybe I'll sit there for another three hours and just like essentially come up with a song. Um, but it brings me back to coming at what I was working on with a fresh mind, um, which I think is, which is really important. Uh, and one thing I wanted to call out from um, Nonsense Socks in chat was she was saying how even at places like fast food restaurants, you know, when you have to flip burgers all day, uh, you still can feel burnout there. Like it's, while we do talk about tech here, because that's what we're most familiar with, it's also really important to realize like this happens in every single, uh, you know, professional environment or just personally when you're working on something too long. So 
it's always good just to be aware of it and try to prevent it when possible. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so one other thing I wanted to ask you, Matt, was when, when you were feeling this sense of imposter syndrome, um, did you feel like you noticed other people around you also feeling that way? Or did you not notice people or did you ever think that anyone else had imposter syndrome around you? Um, to be honest, no, uh, I, 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 I don't think people, you do notice it yourself on, in other people as easy. It does take a lot yeah. to realize, uh, to spot that. Um, I think as well, if, especially if you're suffering the imposter, uh, imposter syndrome at that time, you very much, yeah. you don't think anybody else in the world is feeling what you're feeling at that moment in time. Um, yeah. So I think it's hard to spot that sort of stuff. And I personally have started um, seeing it more in people as, um, I hate to use the word, but as more junior developers have come in where I'm mentoring them a bit. And I can then sort of start, I've now, now I am seeing it in i don't like to say people uh, in lower and lower knowledge than me but um yeah. people who um who are not as versed in in the t- area that you are you do not yeah maybe Maybe a good way to explain it is just uh, people that are just starting off in the field, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's more like it. Um, yeah. So I I feel like once um, that's the only way I'm sort of realizing that other people are suffering from uh, imposter syndrome is when yeah. you see it in, you see yourself in that other person. So, for example, yeah. some juniors I've had, I've noticed, wait a minute, um, uh, like in previous jobs, wait a minute, I've been there where you are, where you feel like you're not getting anywhere, mm-hmm. you're not doing this. Just take stock. You're doing, br- you're doing brilliant. And yeah. um, you, are, you are as good as you are because we wouldn't yeah. have hired you in that point. Oh yeah. I think that's a really, that's a really good example. Um, so two things there, one, uh, you were obviously when you're hired at a, at a position, uh, or, you know, you've, you're starting to do something with someone else. You're there for a reason, right? You're there because that person believes in you and they think you have the skills to accomplish whatever the task may be. So that's always something to kind of look back on. Um, again, like pulling from personal stuff. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. I was going to say one of the, and another key thing, I, especially in a, a business situation, uh, the yeah. one uh, way I've started thinking about it as well is you're making, whilst you're making the company money, um, you're not an imposter. If you yeah. weren't, if you were <laughs> stopping the business you're working for, because again, at the end of the day, you are working for a business. If yeah. you're preventing them from making as much money as they can, they're going to tell you because it's yeah. not, again, that could sound like it's all about the money, but end of day, sure. the, 
there's other there's other factors like if you're struggling and not uh, being late on project there's other financial problems with that hence like um one of the companies that did used to work at uh, well did work yeah. experiences that uh, if you were late on a deadline you found another company would uh, sue that uh, your company for yeah. breaching a contract and sure. then that is a quick indication of you doing something wrong because you're causing these adverse effects. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's also a really good way to look at it, right? I think, uh, I think I'm definitely someone, and I think you are as well, Matt, that is, we like to build things we're passionate about. We like to work on things that not only, you know, is something we enjoy, but something that we truly believe in. And so, uh, at the end of the day, a business is a business and they are out to make money as well, which is not a bad thing. You should be compensated for the work that you've done because it, it also could be really good work, you know? Um, so I, I think the, uh, the whole point around this is it's really awesome to, to be able to do things along those, uh, those lines for sure. Um, and one thing I wanted to, to bring up was, um, do you, so we, we kind of talked about this idea of, do you really think that everyone suffers from imposter syndrome? Um, or do you think maybe it's just a subset, you know, like a certain type of person? No, I, I feel like everybody feels, uh, feels it. Even if they don't show it, they do feel it. Yeah. Um, you could have the, uh, the, uh, the most arrogant person in the room uh, and think, well, yeah. he's never going to feel it. He, he's too confident in himself and stuff like that. No, yeah. um, they do feel it. And if they don't, they're lying to themselves. That, that's the way yeah. I see it. Um, because I, as I've got older, I've realized um, you need to realize imposter syndrome can also be a good thing if you take it that way. Uh, yeah. In the sense of, if you're feeling it, you know, you feel like yourself, you could do better and you've got stuff to learn. And again, I've yeah. touched that before. Um, is if you're not learning, yes, yeah. there's something wrong. There's that There is something wrong there and something needs to change. Otherwise, you're going to end up burnt out or uh, getting imposter syndrome. There's all, there's all sorts of stuff like that, which... Um, yeah. Yes. As again, uh, everybody does feel imposter syndrome. I, I, that again, people are lying if they say they don't. Personally. Totally. Yeah. No. I I think that's a really good point that you bring up there, dude. Um, and this actually kind of leads perfectly into another really good question I I wanted to ask was, um. So we've kind of talked about like how imposter imposter syndrome happens, how we have all felt it. Uh, how essentially, you know, everyone feels it at some point, whether it be really strong or very mild, right? Depending on your situation. But so when you started realizing this, when did you, what were some things that helped you start realizing that actually you're a really awesome dev or you're really awesome at what you do? Like what were some really key points that stick out to you during those times? Um, it was taking, um, stock of the projects I've been part of and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
um, when I felt it um, and I can feel it coming on, I just, again, inflate your, e- inflate your ego a little bit, as I say. Um, yeah. Look at the projects you've done. Look where you are. Like, for example, just take stock of all the promotions you've been given, the jobs you've got, yeah. you got, and stuff like that. Again, if you yeah. weren't good at your job, you wouldn't have got those promotions. You wouldn't have got the position yeah. you were in. You, you'd, and I, I'm, I'm sorry to say, if anybody is, uh, I'm just using this analogy, but you'd still be at McDonald's flipping burgers and stuff like that. Um, totally, yeah. If if you were an imposter, you'd be found out that, and you've just got to think to yourself about that and yeah um just look at the good you've done and stuff like that and um the projects and if if that doesn't work go and ask people i know it, it, it can feel quite daunting to ask that but like you've you've mentioned ask for feedback and as long as you can be mindful that yes there may be some uh, criticisms about you yeah but if anybody if your mentors or managers or what are worth their salt it's not yeah. just going to be a bombardment of criticisms you will also see how valued you are at that company how totally much of a pivotal uh, cog you are in that machine yeah man that's uh i think that's really important too and Again, I think we're speaking from a really um, maybe more like larger team focus as well. You know, like you said, things like pivotal cog in the machine. Um, there are obviously are other scenarios where you're not essentially a uh, you're not part of a larger company or part of maybe something smaller or you do something on your own um, and, and things like that, which is also just as important, right, uh, to realize these things. Uh, one thing for me that I, I found really uh, really enlightening was, um, I used to look at some of the old code that I wrote, especially for engineers. Right. Uh, and so like, for example, we, we worked on cycles, what last week or something. And I mean that, that code was some of that code was written literally like six years ago or four years ago. And I, <laughs> I look back on that and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what, what is this? And today I look at it and I'm like, Oh, I know exactly how I need to fix this. I know exactly what I need to do. Um, or I have an idea of what I want to do and I know where to improve on. And for me, that's helped me realize that, yeah, this is, I've grown, like I've, I've become better as a engineer. I've become better with software. Um, and I think that's super important to realize and like the kind of, the kind of perspective of looking back. Right. Um, Mm. and an understanding like this is, this is where I am currently and this is where I was. Uh, so I think, I think that's really awesome. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, for anyone that's interested in trying to figure out a way to do stuff like that, it's, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and like, like you say, if you're working on your own, get into a community like, like, uh, Pixelogic dev and get talking to people and even say it be open with, people that you're finding uh because i'm not a, i'm not ashamed to say it and yeah. we had it uh, like a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago i had a moan to yeah. you and the other mods um not moan but 
I ended up having a mini meltdown. Uh, and yeah. again, you guys came to the rescue, um, made it a bit clearer in my head and made me take stock. The, yeah. Again, other people talking, not keeping it bottled up will help as well. Anybody yeah. and anybody. Totally. Well, if they've got an ear and they, they can listen or read, just type to them and somebody will listen to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, man. I think that's some great stuff. Um, yeah. Also, Roars, thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, thank you for, for the help in chat. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's really great. The, uh, the whole, the whole point of all of this here is, is like, there are people around you that are experiencing the same thing as you and that's okay. And to get support from people. Right. Um, and, and that's really important. It's really important to, to realize. So the, okay. Two more questions for you, Matt, before we, before we wrap up into some Q and a, um, do you think imposter syndrome in tech will ever go away? Do you think this is something that's here to stay or do you think it's something that will start going away? Um, no, I don't think it, because uh, again, I think you t- touched on it late, uh, earlier. It's not just yeah. in tech you get imposter syndrome. It's it's anything. Um, yeah. Playing a game, video game. You, and, and daft as it sounds, you will feel imposter syndrome playing a video game. Uh, you keep yeah. dying. You feel like you're not oh, good true. at it and stuff like that. It's yeah. I think it's just one of the flaws of a human being. It's mm. um, just imposter syndrome is always going to be here. Um, yeah. It may not be. Co- it might not be called imposter syndrome later down the line. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's um, yeah. It's definitely something that I think it's just a flaw that we all have. Uh, well, no, no, sorry, it's yeah. not a flaw. It's, um, it, I see it as a, it's a point of, it's something to, um, it's a, a point to reflect on and also act, take action on. It, it's an early warning sign that you need to take note of something. Yeah, no, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, one thing I did definitely want to add on that was um, it's not kind of like we talked about before. It's not necessarily a bad thing that um, it's not necessarily a bad thing that people are feeling this way, right? Again, like you can grow from it. You can choose to kind of learn from it, but it's also important to realize that it's okay to to go through that feeling of, of this imposter syndrome t- style deal, right? Um, so yeah, man, I think overall, honestly, really, really great thoughts. Um, the final thing here before we get, get over to the Q and a, if you could give one nugget of advice for anyone who may be experiencing imposter syndrome right now, um, what, what would that be? Talk to someone, um, Mm. anybody who'll listen, your significant other, your parents, your colleagues, uh, your boss, yeah. anyone, just talk to someone and yeah. generally listen to them. Don't don't just do it as a vent. Listen to what they say, uh, even if yeah. they don't work in that field you are doing. Yeah, 
just take that little ego boost and take stock of what they're saying because you you're you you are your own worst enemy so yeah um yeah sorry i'm just distracted by chat i've got to yeah say. we're yeah we we're getting botted unfortunately <laughs> right now which is kind of annoying but hey the show will go on uh oh yeah it's that's a thank you words yeah perfect good idea um yeah that that makes sense um yeah, sorry. I, I don't know what's going on. We're, this is this happens every so often. People are are bought in channels these days, but I think we're all good. So um, yes, awesome, Matt. Well, dude, I appreciate the awesome words. Is Before we get to Q&A, is there any other thoughts you had on this that you want to share with the world? No, um, I'm probably going to open myself up here, but if you can't find anyone to talk to, uh, join our Discord yeah. and I will happily, if I've got the time, uh, yeah. hear you out um because I, again i've gone through it i've known how destructive it can be to not talk about it and i don't yeah. i personally don't want anyone to feel the way i did a year and a half ago so people yeah. if if you've got no one to talk to i happily just send me a dm on uh, discord i will help out where yeah, any way i can a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that's awesome and again, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing. Uh, thanks for opening up. Honestly, I think that's, that's really important. Um, it's really cool to see that you're, you're open to talk about this. Um, so yeah, definitely join our discord. We have an awesome community. Um, we have, we have a fun time. Uh, not only do we talk about imposter syndrome, but talk about video games, pets, uh, food, tattoos, all the fun, (laughs) all the fun stuff you can think of. Um, so, oh, music, yes, fun music is a great one. Um, but folks, uh, that is the end of kind of our main topic. Is there any other thoughts you wanted to kind of leave with with folks before we we head off? Um, I suppose the one what I can say is, if you ever doubt yeah. yourself, just think, uh, just know that you are much better than what you're currently thinking you are. Um, yeah, and if you if you don't think that, go and speak to someone and get that ego boost from someone else because you are a brilliant person. You are where you are because of how brilliant you are. And um, Beautiful. if you're not where you feel like you want to be, well, that's just yep. a room for improvement and ways to better yourself in terms of learning new things. And yeah. heck, you might find new avenues from it. So... Yeah. Don't doubt yourself. You you are brilliant. And um, if you're not, you can just bet yourself to be brilliant. There's always something to work on. That's beautiful, man. Thank you so much. That's Those are awesome words. I totally agree with you. Um, your mind is insane, but you can control it because it's your mind. So definitely good words to leave on. And Matt, thanks again, dude. See you later. Thank you for tuning in to Pixelogic Saturday Stand-Up. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. Did you know that I also have the video version of the Saturday Stand-Up online on YouTube? All you have to do is head over to youtube.com forward slash Pixelogic TV to see the podcast live from the perspective of Twitch and a special Q&A section at the end that's not in this current podcast. 
Next time on Pixelogic Saturday Stand-Up, we'll be talking with the one and only White Panther from Twitch about inclusivity in tech. This is going to be a really exciting talk, and I can't wait to have her on. Hope to see you here next time. Have a good one.